Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Thank you. So, guys, are you having fun not being in school, or is it weird? Yes, it's very fun. Yes. Except, except we might not be in school for the rest of the school year. So your mom works I, with Sanjay Gupta. Fit. Yes, I, I know, I know, I you know. know. Okay. I've been to so the you, office. Oh, you've been to the office? Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. If you're a parent like me, you've probably gotten at least some questions from your kids about the outbreak. Maybe they've been asking just what is an outbreak? How serious is it? Or maybe just simply, why are they not going to school? You don't want to scare your kids, but you also want them to be careful and understand why they can't play with their friends. That's why in today's episode, I invited my colleague, CNN anchor Kate Baldwin, who's also a mother herself, to talk about how we as parents can get through this together with our kids. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. You have two daughters. I have three daughters. Your daughters are five and two? Five and two, yeah. Five and I can't believe, Kate, that you have... I still remember (laughs) before you had any kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Your kids are young, but did you talk to them about it? At first, I did what I always do, which is I typically try to protect them from the news, which isn't easy, obviously, because of my job, but that's how I approach it when I'm dealing with a stressful situation. But that strategy, speaking to kind of the unprecedented nature of this, completely failed on me here. Then my daughter came running out of school and she said, Mom, there is something called corona and everybody (laughs) is getting sick, says my five-year-old. And I did not handle it well. I said, oh, that's nothing to worry about, Cecilia. We just need to wash our hands more. But then that failed because her imagination was running. She heard about this thing, and so we're walking down the street in New York. She points at a man, the poor man. Does he have the sickness? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, come on, come on, sweetie. Does he have the sickness, Mom? And it continued and continued. And there was that moment when I was like, Kate, it is time to call on the experts because this is a new situation. So Kate asked her daughter's pediatrician and other experts for advice on how best to talk to her kids about the outbreak. First and foremost, through all my conversations, hours with them, the most important thing that children of all ages need is reassurance. While we don't have all the answers, they need reassurance in this time of uncertainty that they are going to be okay and that mommy and daddy are likely going to be okay. For older kids, in terms of not avoiding the subject, that may come in the form of addressing misinformation that they are going to hear from their friends or they're going to see on social media. Just having an open dialogue with them, asking them, what questions do you have? What are you concerned about? For younger kids, they suggested, and I thought this was really fantastic, to start with just demystifying terms. I love that. That's great. It's, it's educational and yet reassuring at the same time. Yeah. And they universally said, check yourself first. 
check your own stress levels first. Because just as important as what you were saying to them is how you're acting and how you're saying it to them. So if you're behaving in a highly stressed manner, your children may simply be picking up on and emulating this behavior. And also then, to my obvious faulty start, do not avoid the subject. Because their lives are being interrupted, just like our lives are being interrupted. And they have questions, and then their imaginations will run wild. School closures can be a nightmare situation for some parents, especially if you're also working at the same time. Like many parents out there, last week, CNN's senior health producer, Nadia Kanang, found out her children's schools were closing. In a way, it wasn't surprising because obviously we were reporting that schools were closing, but it's still not quite the same when it happens to you. Like, it's just a lot. I mean, we have two kids. We have a four-year-old, or almost five-year-old, and a seven-year-old. And I mean, they go to school That's and they have childcare and that's what we rely on so that we can actually go to work. And so it's a lot of hoops that all of a sudden that you're thinking about, like, how do I work and make sure we're taking care of our kids. Nadia is, like many of you, juggling multiple jobs right now. She's reporting on the coronavirus while also taking care of two young children at home. Our team visited Nadia and her family at home last week to see how they've been doing. It's challenging. It's been hard to manage. Obviously, working at CNN, covering this has been really intense on our family. My kids have, whenever they're like, oh, are you working again? They're like, I'm like, yeah. They're like, is it because of coronavirus? I'm like, yeah. So that's tough. And like, I mean, so that's already hard enough. But this this definitely adds a whole other level of pressure. Fortunately for Nadia, a former teacher at Nora School reached out to families in the neighborhood offering childcare help. I think that's the only way it would have worked for us. I mean, we're fortunate. We were able to do that when we have the funds. Two, we were lucky because there was someone available that we had already been vetted and we knew and I felt comfortable with, so that helped. Even with the extra help, it's been challenging to manage her son Max's homeschooling. I don't know if we didn't realize, I didn't know what we were supposed to expect. But like Max's teacher, so Max is in first grade, she emailed us this giant schedule. It's like from 8.15, I'll read it to you. I'll pull it up on like Google Classroom. But it's crazy. It's like goes from 8.15 to 3.45. It's a regular school day. Yeah. I mean, this is a lot of work. We haven't done it that way. We just can't. Like one, I'm not even here. I've had to have someone else help me with that. Nadia says her kids know that school is out because of the coronavirus. I mean, we've talked about it, and it's interesting. I think they've had, like, little lessons at school. They've been much more, like, aware about washing their hands. They're like, we have to wash for 20 seconds. They know about, like, I had to sing happy birthday twice. I wouldn't say they always remember to, but, um, you know, they're aware of it. I think they've been watching a video about germs. That's what they said. Not everyone has been able to make it work, like Nadia's family. But there's still a large population of kids, I think, who really rely on the school for their services. And there are parents there who, I mean, they work shift jobs, you know, and they either, they have to go into work or maybe they don't have work now or they don't have the other things like they may not have a computer. Like the work that we have to do for school relies on us having both a computer or a device of some sort and internet. Like what if you don't have that stuff, right? And frankly... You have a digital divide between wealthy and unwealthy. Here's Randy Weingarten, 
president of the American Federation of Teachers. So why would you actually think that you're going to replace schooling with online when so many kids at home don't have Wi-Fi? So we're going to have to just figure out how to help create engagement and how to help create calm and how to get the facts out to help kids as much as possible. But schools and communities are doing what they can to lift some of the childcare and financial load. Schools aren't just schools, they're amazing social safety nets, and over 30 million students rely on schools uh, for their meals. CNN spoke to Arnie Duncan, the former education secretary under President Obama. And so we have places like here in Chicago giving out 100,000 meals. You have in L.A. distribution centers around the uh, city where they're feeding kids. We're now working on the learning part, and you're seeing some very different things. You're seeing high-tech and low-tech. In places like Cleveland, you're seeing on bus routes uh, the, the people dropping off both food and homework. He says he's been seeing a lot of great leadership and creativity on the local and state level. You're seeing in places like uh, Miami, where every child has a device and they're a little bit further ahead, some very good blended learning going on there. You're seeing in school districts from Indiana to Utah, where there isn't access to Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi-enabled buses being parked in those neighborhoods to close that digital divide. So you're seeing amazing creativity. You see people working really hard. Again, I want to be really careful because there's people who are legitimately suffering out there for sure. But the reality is that these things are unfolding in front of us real time. And for my girls, you know, it's going to be one of the most significant events in their lives. My 11-year-old's birthday was this past Monday. She was upset because we canceled her party. But we still spend time together as a family. We went for a walk outside. And while she didn't get her party, I reminded her. It was a birthday she'll never forget. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.